절대 열지마 절대 열지마 그 열면 큰일난다 손도 대지마 알았지 이거 뭐예요 아저씨 알죠 미도야 미도야 조, 조금만 참아 어? 어? 아, 아저씨가 아, 아, 아저씨가 내, 내가, 내가 내가 금방 금방 갈테니까 지금 빨리 와주면 안돼요 You're listening to The Night Before, a movie podcast. Each episode, we find a unique place in the city and share a drink and our thoughts about the movie we watched the night before. This is Lee, and I am joined, as always, by my husband, Jesse. All right. I feel like I'm a news reporter on the scene at Magnanimous Brewing. That's where we're at. During Hurricane Idalia. Idalia. We have a habit of, well, we've done it once before, podcasting amongst the hurricane. Well, we live in Florida. We got off work early. And when a hurricane comes, you drink. That's what you do in Florida. We're just going around. We've been meaning to talk about a movie we saw the other night. Yeah. Old Boy. Old Boy. 20th anniversary re-release. Yes, Park. I saw that trip at theater, one of my our favorite places. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, this is one of my favorite experiences, seeing a movie at... Because there was like six people there. There's like six people there, but our seats were fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was much more comfortable. Yeah. We had a nice Coca-Cola, some we popcorn. We poured all the popcorn over they the floor. smuggled a big thing of Twizzlers in. That was nice. Um, and dare we say Park Chan-wook could be one of our favorite directors. He definitely could be. After Decision, decision to, to Leave, leave our best performing podcast episode ever, by the and way. And what's the other movie? The Handmaiden. The Handmaiden. Or Handmaiden, We I really like called. that. Handmaiden. Um, we podcast about that. Um, Stro- Stoker. Mm-hmm. We podcast about that one. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be about Dracula, but it no. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which thankfully it wasn't. And then um, Old Boy I'd seen many years ago, about 10 years ago. I had not seen it, though. I've also seen the Spike Lee joint, Josh Brolin starring remake, American remake, but you haven't seen it. I didn't know you had seen the remake as well. Yeah. Oh. Well, on a previous podcast that I've been on years ago, we did a double episode about both things. Called? Greatest Movies of All Time. No, it was nothing on Netflix. Hmm. Another one. That's Those episodes are gone. Okay. But also, we're doing a different setup. We're holding our phones. We're, we're holding our phones. Because we're recording in the was, voice memo. I'm looking was, at the camera. Spontaneous. And so in my bag, Pos- I carry around. Poscad. Podcast. Podcast. I carry like an old school dad cam, like handy cam camcorder. Is that what we call them? Dad cams? They're called dad cams. I feel like like because skaters use them. I know, yeah. but you do this and you're like getting all the things. It's one of those you hold up. It's scores in HD, so we thought we'd... Give it a twirl. twirl. And so twirl. we might also, we're just on like a little two or three hour day excursion. We're going to do a couple minutes here. We'll jump to somewhere else, do a couple minutes there. You might call it a hurricane Pub? We'll call it, no, we'll call it a hurricane sh- shuffle. The Idalia shuffle. Idalia. 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 Shuffle. The Idalia shuffle. That's what we're going to call it. And but we're we drinking sours right now. Yeah. I was saying we don't have our normal podcast set up no. of our, of our, our trademarked 
microphone. Um, we have our phones, so we're recording the voice memo. That's why I keep showing it. And um, so we get some good audio. Because we're inside Magnanimous Brewing, which we haven't really recorded an episode here since I think the Neon We Demon. haven't actually been here in a while. Because it's a Monday at 3, before a hurricane hits, it's pretty low-key in here. It's nice. The music's nice. The Neon Devil, we were it's truly, like, yelling into the microphone. Yeah. Because it was so loud it's and crowded. It's usually like that. And it was our pre-video right days. Neon Demon's one of the great movies we but talked it's about. It's one of the greats. One of the greats. All right, so I have a sour. I have a sour. Hold on. Yours is called Comb the Beach. And it's like pineapple, passion fruit. Mine is called Baca the Beet. Yeah. It's really interesting. It has, it is aged in a four-year wild turkey bourbon barrel for 10 months with blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries. Cool. It's really good. Um... As you know, if any sour has the word pineapple in it, I you instantly like it. order it. Yeah, and it's usually a little too sour for me. Since top notch, but this one's good. I remember once we came here um, with some coworkers a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they weren't sure. Like a couple of them were like non-beer drinkers, and they weren't sure what to order. And I was like, just do one of the sours. Yeah, because they're delicious. And they hated it. <laughs> they hated it. Well, non-beer drinkers usually want something that tastes like a Bud Light or a Michelob Light, and that's not construction you're not worker beers. Find that. That's what we call to construction quote, To worker. quote one of our good friends, yeah, friend of the podcast. They don't have those here. Will, friend, friend of the podcast. So, Old Boy is a Korean film. It's a film. South Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of um, Park Chan Wook's kind of vengeance trilogy. He has like three movies that focus on someone getting vengeance or. What's the difference between vengeance and revenge? I feel like vengeance is violent. But revenge could be violent. I don't think revenge is necessarily violent. I think they just want to feel justified. Mm. Or I think vengeance has some kind of violence attached to it. Or revenge is like, you know, I'm going to trick you. You're going to feel as humiliated as I am or whatever. Or I'm going to take your boyfriend so so is revenge getting even vengeance and I'm, I'm not i'm not playing a bit here i'm like truly sussing this out sussing it out sussing it out because it's all up in my craw i listened to our david lynch episode and i said the word gets in your craw and you were like this in your craw it's in your craw Call your brain your, your crawl space i'm sussing it out though okay revenge is you're just getting even yeah. Vengeance, you're getting even. And destroying them. And you're life. knocking them down. That's what I think. I have not looked getting, that up. You're getting them even, but you're also getting back at them and making them even like feel the pain feel worse, worse than you have. Worse than you have. I, I haven't looked that up. But that's my understanding of contextually what the words mean. So that's the working definition for the night before podcast for that us. we're going with. Yeah, revenge that's versus vengeance. That's where we're vengeance. going without any. So this would be Research. a vengeance film, then. Definitely. Okay. Vengeance film, for but sure. I'll, I'll, let's put this out of the way. There's one big kind of plot twist for this movie near the end mm-hmm. that I don't think maybe I we'll get into. Plot twist. So here's the thing. Let's just say this. We won't talk about it in detail. One, because censors. 
Okay. So the moral police. Moral, okay. But if you know enough, let's just say this is an Oedipus Rexian film. Is that a correct way to say Oedipus Rexian? Oedipian. Oedipian? I don't know. But it is um, thematically related to the Oedipus Rex theme. And it's almost a Greek tragedy in itself. Mm -hmm. So if you know Without enough. Without being Greek. No, but I think the right. idea. It's a tragedy. The, yeah, but yeah. Greek tragedy kind of is famous for. Yeah, and people model their stories. The Liter like? Literature is modeled after it, so are movies and scripts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like the Neon Demon, kind of in. Because I think if you just say it's in a tragedy, you go, oh, it's sad, right? It's a sad movie. Yeah. It ends sadly. But if you say it's a Greek tragedy, you go, oh, it ends badly. It ends terribly. Right? There's no happy endings. No, in but Greek I think that's tragedy. what's implied when you say Greek tragedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a tragedy. Just sad. You go, oh, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. But Greek tragedy, you go, it's horrifying. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, like, how could anyone... That's what, so that's when I say Greek. I know there's nothing Greek about it, except maybe the Oedipus Rex connection. Mm, yeah. But I was going to say Neon Demon, which you mentioned a minute ago, also ends in a Greek tragedy way. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm saying, we'll jump ahead to that, so we won't say much beyond so that. So you might say... It's up to you to watch it to fill in the details. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it's basically this like self-obsessed, sort of reckless, guy. no cares to the wind guy gets abducted. A random, well, first he's seemingly, seemingly randomly. randomly. And is held captive for 15 years. In a room. With a television set and food and a bed. And then he's just set free 15 years later. Yeah, but it, he this gas is pumped into his room yeah, every night yeah, yeah, yeah. to put him to sleep. But that can make Not you every crazy night. after whenever, a while. No, whenever they need to do something to him. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like a night to keep his like routines. No. Because there's no like daylight or... No, I don't think that's it. Oh, okay. But I'm saying the point is in, in prison for 15, 15 years, years and let room. go. And then it's a case of him just like... Well, was he let go? Yeah, he was let go. He was freed, go. yeah. Yeah. And then let go with the idea of, okay, now it's, it's going to search out, like, who captured him, why was he captured, and, mm. and it's going to find answers. Yeah. He's going to figure out who did this to him and why. And why. Obviously. For obvious reasons. So. And that's really all he cares about when he gets out, is mm -hmm. finding out who captured him and why he was captured. So since this is a Park Chan-wook film, mm -hmm. earlier in his career, 20 years later, he does Decision to Leave, which we talked about. Again, our most downloaded episode we've ever done. A movie we both loved, I think. Mm, yeah. So it, I think it's easy to say it's a great... He's a really good director. He's still... Early on, 20 years still ago, really he good. was still doing... He was 20 years ago, he was great. Mm -hmm. He's gotten better. Well, he's definitely gotten better, but that film was really good. There was um, amateurness to it, I guess. You could say a little um, amateurish. Like kung fu fighting type deal. There was, but but the, I think. But I like that. I know that's like a famous fighting that's scene. That's the, the and all hammer that. scene where he like 
Because it's sort of one take. I don't take. feel like that would be in his movies nowadays, so they're not. Yeah. It's not. That no, stuff yeah. is But not. I think at the time, if you think about it, like, this that is was was early popular. 2000, so you're kind of the post, like, Quentin Tarantino's kind of made his mark. And who is that famous Asian... Like fighter. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. That's the but era for, of Jackie Chan. But for a while, that yeah, some of the kung fu stuff kind of had a resurgence. Excuse me. Around this time, Quentin Tarantino does Kill Bill movies. Um, but that fight scene in the subway, where like the main character guy has one, he has a hammer. Yeah. And he just like takes out an entire. Takes on like forty people. One hammer. I don't know how realistic it is, but it was good. But it, it's, I think it's the idea of like you're just you're being fueled by vengeance, right? That's the theme of the movie. Like, yeah, I have to say, for violent movies, I don't like this one, except for the like two or three parts that are unbearable to watch. The removing teeth with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. The fighting and violence, other than the unbearable moments were more enjoyable they weren't like you didn't feel they well, were like look away violent or this goes on too long or this is too loud or something like that it was more like and it's not like more like interesting artistic and again i'm not gonna bash john wick films because we've only seen one of them and we kind of enjoyed that john wick film remember like mm -hmm. we yeah. were in stewart florida and just some yeah, cafe was like place Hey, we're gonna show John Wick two on the back patio. Yeah, and we watched it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that it was, was fun. Wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I can see why there's four of them. But those the are dog. Yeah, the, yeah, but those are highly choreographed fight, and those are vengeance films. I think those films, the whole idea is like. Someone again, my it's dog. like a superficial. I don't know. It's this element of like we get it like oh he's on vengeance because someone killed his dog or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong about John Wick. But I'm saying those were enjoyable. I'm not knocking it, but the choreographed violence in this didn't seem like the over-the-top John Wick style thing. Right. Now, granted, yeah. this is years before John Wick, so it's yeah, not fair to yeah, compare. Yeah, yeah. But there's a sense of like choreographed realness in it. But then you—it's it, not—they're not constantly hitting you with it. It's a, here's a. 10 minute scene here it is of it's him fighting like in like a park it's not like 75 percent of the movie yeah here's one chunk which That's we get it like. which is funny and then one of it which is the cool scene like he kills all these wait he beats up all these people in this little like kind of underground parking garage area thing mm -hmm. and then gets all those people and you watch the scene it's kind of one long take which is nice but it's not too flashy. Yeah, it's, no. It's very all. controlled. That's like Park John Wook's thing. It's very controlled. The camera pans. That's what I'm saying. It and almost then it goes seems, this way. It seems artistic. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it happens, and then the elevator opens, and there's a whole other pack of guys. Yeah, and then he just locks out like, of the elevator, and everybody you're like, like, oh, we got to watch this again, another fight scene. Which that was kind of comical. And then it's a little funny, and then it's... No, it cuts, and then the elevator opens when he's at the new when he's gone up the floors, and they just all fall down, knocked out. Like, okay, you're not gonna make you watch it again. You get that he can do it. Right. You so don't need to see it again. We don't need to see it in the elevator. Yeah, that's what which I like. I like that. That's why I think the violent, like fighting scenes, when that goes on too long in other movies, I lose interest. But this one, it, it didn't lose my interest, and. 
like I said, there were a couple like can't even watch scenes, but you knew those were going to be can't even watch scenes, and you could prep yourself for that. The uh, yeah, the teeth, teeth stuff. And there's another one. The tongue. The, the tongue, yeah. Which is kind of back to the Oedipus Rex. Yes, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, but with tongue instead of eyes. Yeah. But I think Neon Demon ends with eyes being gouged, if I remember correctly. Like, I don't remember that movie as well. I know I really liked it, and I remember the ending. But I, I, know, don't I know it didn't involve like eating eyeballs. It. Remember, it's like the supermodels and yeah, one of the Yeah, I essence. remember the supermodels and all that stuff. But I don't remember the exact details of what happened. I'd have to watch it again. Which, that, another that com- would be another good watch again. Maybe. Another comical part, which I liked. You know, it's not really a comedy at all, or even a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. But early on when he's set free, he meets a guy. And again, I saw a little, some of the more, I don't know. I won't say it, but. You won't say it? Some folks were like, oh, how can I even like this character if he doesn't care about a person who's wanting to commit suicide and he just shrugs them off. Oh. Uh, But I think that's part of the dark comedy, the satire of it, like the elevator scene. He's been in prison for 15 years. When he's released, he encounters a person who wants to commit suicide, jump off a building. Right. Right? And he sort of rescues him at first. Though it parallels also how the kind of the movie ends kind of being hanged off the edge of a, a building. Um, but then he sits and tells the person who wanted to commit suicide his story like let me tell you about the last 15 years of my life right but, this should make you appreciate your life a little right? bit more but it and doesn't. then the person's like do you want to hear my story now and, and he's, he's just like no walks away yeah and then when he gets off the top floor of the building our main character and walks away you see the other person fall to their death like they could jumped Right. And it's meant, it's played for a laugh. It's meant to be mm-hmm. like dark. And I like that. Like, you know, because it kind of, it's not that our character, and again, our the main character guy, Day Song, Day Su. Day Su. That's how I read it. Day Su. He should be, I think he sh- he would be in that mental state of like, if you want to jump and kill yourself, jump and kill yourself. Like, yeah, like uh, I, what I've endured for the past 15 years, I don't have time to deal, to deal with, with somebody jokes. else's issues. Right? Yeah. Like, I get out of this, and then I, and the I first thing it, I do is encounter this guy who wants to tell me all about his problems. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, no. And so that's how I look at it. Because I've seen some reviews, you know, and I don't want to get at people that are younger but it tends to be a younger take on it okay like oh this person they don't you know um but to me i think it communicates more of like no this shows you the fragile mental state of this person who's been released after 15 years of being in prison his mindset is on one thing like i'm gonna get answers and yeah. that's what i like about the movie the the overall theme is all the main characters you meet when vengeance fuels your very existence, what happens to you and your purpose in life when that vengeance has been fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Can you go on? Right. 
And the movie also tackles that question. Yeah. yeah. Like, if that's the only thing that's keeping you joy, like, you know, sometimes that the only people thing are fueled by hate or vengeance or And whatever. if they don't have that, they have nothing. And once you get that satisfied, and one, you also find that it's unfulfilling. And you've never, because you've been so focused on that, you've never developed any yeah. enjoyments or happiness or hobbies or life. Yeah. Other than that. So that was the thing I really liked about it. It was really good. Yeah. Really good experience as well. I will say my other thought, and then I think maybe we'll move on unless you have some thoughts. Yeah, no, we'll move on. Um, no, maybe we'll move on to say this point, unless you have another we're gonna point. We're going to go, we're going to hop. I'm hungry, yeah. And you've got like half a sour left. I'm oh, out. But I'm, you can have some of mine. I mean, I'll share. I'm going to share. Okay. Okay. So maybe we'll pick up in another location and talk something else. Yeah, definitely. Cheers. down to one phone instead of two. Yeah, because our batteries. Our camcorder died. We weren't expect we didn't have the backup battery with us. Yeah. So music is louder. Yeah. So when you talk, lean into the phone a bit since we music got a stare. They don't have to go all the way in, but we'll like exaggerating it. I know. But you're not the one who has to do the audio mix. Okay. <laughs> Bring those levels down. Okay. Okay, I get it. I got it. I got it. Got okay. it. But I gotta remember to turn it to you. Okay. Um you know what I was thinking? Um, right, King State, the vibe of this place is? What? We've been here before. We recorded the infamous Mank episode here. I think we recorded another one here as well. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. I'd remember it if we did. Okay. Um, but they're really busy behind us. What? I said they're really busy behind us. You're cleaning that. Getting All the, for dinner. the day prep. Which reminded us when we had our restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So much work. So when you talk, just lean forward. I'll point it to you, but you got to lean forward a little bit. Not all the way in. It's a slight lean. I am leaning forward. All right. We'll check the tape. Okay. <laughs> no. You know what it also reminds me of? It's, it's funny, though, because we watched a South Korean film. We're going to do a, a, one or two more thoughts about Old Boy. It reminds me of what's going on behind us and the vibe and the decor and the lighting in here. No. Oh. Bears nothing to do with South Korea. <laughs> what? The YouTube videos I watch. Oh. Yeah. Um, doing things in the background. They're li it's like a playlist. Yeah. But it's folks in South Korea just hanging out at like a coffee shop or an apartment or One the park. Like a bakery. They were making stuff in a yeah. bakery. So the music and everything here kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, I agree. It's like background, cool vibe. Yeah. Yeah, we like King's Taste. It's a, it's a nice vibe. Plants everywhere. Good food. A lot, a lot of plants. Oh. New menu. 
Do you make more new for us? The food was too much. In a while, but it was really good because we were hungry. It was good food, but a bit much because we were gluttonous. I mean, you call it what you want. I ate the whole burger and all the fries. You are gluttonous. All right, so before we left Magnanimous, you were like, I have a really important point I want to make about old boy. So what was that? Well. You're making it up. You don't have one. I have a point. Okay, let's hear it. As much as I love the movie. Uh-oh. It was slightly too predictable. Slightly. Slightly too predictable. So what would you like it to do then? I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with the girl, meeting the girl and whatnot, that seemed too, too easy. It was too easy. There could have been a little more intrigue and, like, trickery in that, in that aspect of it. But it was still good. You knew that was going to be the case in the end. I won't, you know, say it, but you knew it. But it was still intriguing and and horrifying all in one. But since it was predictable, I think the manner in which it did it revealed it all, that it was so sort of graphic and intense. There was no subtlety. No. That, though, yeah, it might have played into your expectation, but it liked the teeth-removing scenes, right? Yeah it's no holds bar so it's like okay i get it but let me but let's truly confront the reality of this situation to you yes yeah you know what i'm saying like okay okay we all get it unlivable it could be yeah but let's show you multiple times in the movie one visually and one just with audio like what this really means what this really was yeah there's no like glossing over it no no glossing over it at all and how, you know, horrifying that would be to someone, for sure. I mean, I still liked some. I still liked it. I was, I was, a little disappointed that like so early on in the movie, like I called that exact, you know, like I. I know, but if it's that. anything with like Oedipus Rex reference, you know, it has to be something. Yeah, of course. No, I knew that, but I just thought it was like too there and easy. That's all. Yeah. But to me, it's like, do I watch a, a Park Chan-wook film for, like, the surprising story or the visualness of it all? Well, with Decision to Leave and... Um, Handmaiden. Handmaiden, it was kind of both. Yeah. And again, this like... This one, it was more the visual, the, you know, just the creative storyline, but it was still just, like, the vengeance revenge story one of the things i liked was one it had a lot of elements that you saw 20 years later in decision to leave you know they used a lot of the cell phone stuff yeah where he's like texting constantly but you see like from the perspective of the phone and seeing the phone stuff there was interesting tech stuff in the early 2000s the chat rooms oh yeah like the instant messenger chat stuff that was interesting um there yeah that was the chat stuff. I just want to pick up all the stuff. The the chat room stuff I thought was super interesting. Um, 
the use of time and clocks, right? There was always a theme of clocks and looking, you know, that, that, that was really cool and stuff that you saw kind of, that he's still he doing, but he's kind of added the modern element to it. But yeah. he's, even back then, he was intrigued by time. technology. Yeah. And how that affects your. Yeah, right? Life and decisions. And, and then the very interesting. Um, was it like that? Those Escher paintings that were famous in the '90s, like everybody had yeah, like yeah. an Escher T-shirt. Yes. Of like the staircases bending into each other. Yeah. But he used that concept. What's the MS Escher? MS Escher? I don't know. I don't know. I the initials. Look it up, but I know Escher. Um, I know what you're talking about. But when they did the back and when he was reflecting on the past, right? And he was watching his memories. It was cutting between present day and the past, but it was all happening in one. I thought it was a very, again, it just showed his skill at way back then to have that kind of like editing and composition. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really like a popular type of vision now. No, but I think it's more. But I think even now that would be tough to do. Yeah. But you see it more now. I know, but not really. Not in that way. Like, what do you see in it? You didn't see that back then, ever. I know, but I don't think you still see it now, is what I'm saying. Cutting back to, like, cutting back and forth to different memories and whatnot? The scene where it shows him, he's back at the school. Yeah. He's walking along a staircase, and then he looks to his left, and to the left is his past self going up that staircase on the left. On the left. Right, right. And then it cuts to the right. To his And present. he looks to the right, and it's to his present. Yeah. And he's walking along that way. It's... Right. That's. I mean, that's really like. And it was like all like all folding into itself. I just thought it was really good in that regard. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> but you do see some stuff like that. A little bit, but I don't think I it's think still it done that well. Example. That's. I mean, I don't think it sticks out in that way. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I. I. I get it. I get it. I do. No, I liked it a lot. I can't think of any more points. <laughs> I'm waiting. I know. <laughs> I want you to drop your, your thoughts. I thought it was really interesting, too, the more shaky hand, hand cam stuff at the beginning of the movie when he's drunk in the police station. Yeah. Where Parks and Woods stuff is always more steady and planned. and You know what I mean? At, the, at first, I thought in the police station in the beginning that he was like a schizophrenic, crazy person. I mean, how he was acting is not, like, even normal for, like, just a drunk person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know where it was going with that at first, that he was just, like, a drunk guy. Mm -hmm. But in the end, like, and then you thought, and then it led you to believe that he was some, he had some past or some, like, different life. But then you realize it was just something dumb from high school. Well, yeah, it's not that something dumb, but yeah. I mean, something... Not something worth being locked up for 15 not years. something worth that, yeah. yeah. Like, something just... Where it makes you think, like, the things you say or the things you do, how it affects the people around you. That's kind of the theme, I guess. Like, No matter a pebble or a stone, it all sinks the same. Right. It's just certain people, depending on how that person is and what you do to that person or say to that person... You gotta lean forward. Okay, I am leaning forward. <laughs> that you don't know how that affects 
how they feel or the people they're around or their life moving forward. That's right. That's not, yeah, it's uh, the repeating thing where you kept yeah. saying, like, no matter a pebble or a stone, they all sink the same. Right. So that was a, I mean, that was a really good theme, I thought. I mean, it's very true. Mm-hmm. People don't understand how their actions affect other people often. Or not even thinking about something that you saw or did or said that impacted somebody so heavily. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, you can just think you're kind of not very good friends with someone and you just don't have time for that friendship anymore or whatever, but you were never invested in it, but they were fully invested in it or... You know, just an interaction that you think was nothing could be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So question, do you have any interest in seeing the Spike Lee version of this film? Yeah, I thought we were going to see it soon. We'll probably will, but... But it's not going to go in this podcast. No, no. We were thinking about doing the double feature and then putting it together in the podcast. Can you imagine it takes the same route? Like, as an American film... Could it be as unclenching and unrelenting? I can doing the tongue scene in an American film. Or how about the father-daughter stuff? Yeah, I can imagine that. With Josh Brolin. And Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, right? Yeah, I can imagine that. I can't remember. I've seen I can't remember what the... I think it's something different, but I can't remember what the twist is. I can imagine that happening because it's not like it's an underage girl or something. I just remember when I saw it that it was good. But also, like many American remakes, maybe not necessary. Mm-hmm. Even if it's Spike Lee. Yeah. yeah. And also so close to one another. It's like, Old Boy came out in 2013, and I think this one came out in 2008, like five years later. Oh, yeah. It's almost like not necessary. Yeah. Even if Spike I Lee looked. Imagine um, Josh Brolin looking as insane as right the actor that did. Well, that was the great thing. You're right. Actor was he looked completely unrecognizable, like his like 15 year later self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine that being the same like effect on Josh Brolin. But right? Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but I'd like to see it. No, we'll see. All I remember is I like the original much, much more. Maybe Julian would like it. Maybe. It's silent. Anybody <laughs> beating, I mean, you know, you got Hammer beating people with a hammer. Maybe we'll watch it during a hurricane weekend. I thought it was shocking. I do have a point. Oh, here's a point. I Here we go. it was shocking how he left her in the room that he was trapped in for 15 years. But he was doing that for, like, her safety, right? No, I get that. But at the same time, that would be kind of a traumatic place to go back to. How about, like, the main bad, the the quote bad guy? Mm -hmm. His cool closet. Do you see that? Where his closet, his closet, his closet, it's like a cube in the middle of the room and then it opens up. So I've seen that. That's pretty rad. In like tiny homes. Yeah. For smaller spaces. Not in huge penthouses. But to have that in 2003 be, you know, no, that's, that's just like, well, we know that like Asian technology in the home. We know this. We know this. Architecture. Yeah, no, we know. (laughs) Because we watch shows that I know, like I know, I know. show how people yeah. build their homes and 
design the inside of their homes are way more like sensible, like space-wise, because they don't have as much space. Yeah. Even though that was a huge penthouse, but it's still like an, an Asian type architecture, not architecture, design, yeah. interior design thing that we didn't really use back in 2003. Yeah. And now we're making use of it for people that build like small spaces. Yeah. No, it's a neat film. Like, I think the performance at the end when there's like the confrontation, when he's like barking like a dog and all the... That stuff was so good, though. It's weird. But it was the, it's the desperation. I'll do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Right? I don't know. That was good. So what, how would you put this in your... Um, of the, of the, I don't count the Stoker film because it's American-made. Um, but out of the three we talked about... Nicole Pittman one? Yeah, the, the one we talked about... Um, Decision to leave handmaiden. Hmm. Oh boy, where do you rank them? One, two, and three. Gosh. I would still go like handmaiden, decision to leave. Oh boy. Wait, so handmaiden's number one. I think handmaiden is number one. Number one, number two, decision to leave. Number three is. Oh boy. Oh boy's definitely number three. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I think Decision to Leave might be number one. I really loved Handmaiden. I, I did too. And I like Decision to Leave a lot too, but if I had to you know put one I, in front of the other, I think I would put Handmaiden. You know what I, maybe I like Decision to Leave more than the others? Is though I, I appreciate like hyperbole and cinema and over the topness more than probably anybody. But I love that Decision to Leave is like grounded in reality. It definitely was that. Where even Handmaid, which is really, really good, has kind of an over-the-topness to it all. It has an over-the-topness, but you know what I like? And I realize I like this when I read... Gilbert sexual stuff. You know. You're, you're leaning so far away from the mic now. Oh, sorry. Probably because I made you uncomfortable with that comment. Yeah, you did. <laughs> because that's not why. Okay, why? I did appreciate the sexual stuff. Oh, but... it's intense. <laughs> but... When I read books and stuff, I really love like cultural, like cultural literature. Yeah, yeah. And I think I really liked that about Handmaiden as well. Like no, I agree, cultural yeah. literature. But it also had that difference between Jap it had Japanese versus Korean. Yeah, and I think yeah. that made it really intriguing and more interesting than other films. And I didn't feel that in Old Boy, like even though it was set in another country. I didn't feel like you got that. Oh boy, felt a little bit like a take on like an American violent like film. In New York or something. Yeah, like, oh, I want to make. It could have been in New York. It didn't matter. It's almost it like I want to make a Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah, yeah. It had a little bit of that vibe. And Decision to Leave was a beautiful film and beautifully shot, but I didn't feel that like cultural kind of thing in that film either as much. But it's like, oh boy, it's like the decision, the image of just like a hammer. Yeah. It says it all. It's like when you see the poster, you think of um, what's Jack Nicholson? Oh, The Shining. Yeah, The Shining. That's kind of what you think of, right? With the shaggy hair. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So that's kind of the vibe of that. Okay. Not of the same movie, but. No, no, I, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. You're like, okay, this is going to be violent. This is going to be whatever. Weird. Well, I'm glad you liked Old Boy. I didn't know. I don't know if it'd be too over the top or too yeah, violent. It wasn't too over the top. Yeah. I, 
There are, like, the John Wick films are too violent. Well, they're just, like, too over the top. Like, a, a kill count of, like, 100 plus people. Yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's just constant killing. Well, this was truly about a person who's just kind of just gone crazy. Yeah, wouldn't you? I mean, he had a lot to to grapple with. Yeah, it's true. He had a lot to grapple with. Okay. We'll probably have to move on. We won't do any more recording since all our batteries are dying, but we talked old boy unexpectedly. My battery has to be dying. We're okay. Yeah, all right, so well, cheers. Cheers. You're always done with your beer before me now. You used to be opposite. I know. All right, bye. Bye.